Welcome to the Bear With Me podcast, where we aim to integrate belief and practice in the Christian life. We're on. Great. And uh, it's 2023. It is. Yeah, this is our first one of 2023. Wow, it's towards the end of the month. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's all right. We're back. That's yeah. all that matters for now. <laughs> and we're we're going to finish the long-anticipated, long-expected, long-awaited. <laughs> I picture people waiting by their relative podcast platforms for this episode. <laughs> Part two. Right? Part two of... Intro to Spiritual Direction. Yes. Featuring Vanessa Caruso. Thank you for being so concerned about bringing this to completion, yeah. Andy. Oh, yeah. I didn't imagine people refreshing their <laughs> no, podcast I'm sure list I as am much. Positive. That's what's happening. <laughs> okay. So well, they will be very much relieved. <laughs> here it is. To download and listen to this episode. Right. So, where, where are we? You, you were listening to the part one on the way in this morning. Yeah. So recap for us what uh, where we're at and what we need to do next. Great. So part one about spiritual direction was an intro to spiritual direction. And uh, this one I wanted to make a little bit more about the logistics. Like how do I find a spiritual director and what can I expect in a spiritual direction relationship or session in particular? So just to recap, spiritual direction the name is a little bit problematic, the term, just because it sounds like you're going to get direction. Mm. Like, what should I do? Should I go back to college or should I quit my job? A lot of people want to know those kinds of things. They do. So they might be disappointed when they go to a spiritual yeah. doctor and they don't get the direction. They don't get the advice <laughs> or the like, do this. Right. So not the most helpful term, maybe. Especially in our day and age where there's too many options, Vanessa. There's, Andy, there's so many options. So many good options. So you're options. telling me if I go to a spiritual director, they're not going to tell me what to do? No, unfortunately. Okay. Well, what so, are they doing? Spiritual direction is helping someone pay attention to God's personal communication to them. So God can tell them if they're supposed to go back to college. Yes. Or... And that's what spiritual direction is for, is making that space uh, in your schedule okay. All right. to, okay. to uh, start pu- putting the clues together mm-hmm. about how God is leading you. Right. What God's opening up for you? Yeah. Why are you smiling? Because I was picturing myself <laughs> like being a new kind of spiritual direction that just people come and pay, and I tell them exactly what. <laughs> <to do. laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> like people would, some people would love that. Like oh, this is what they need. You know, Andy, I actually think that would be a great. Um, there should be like one week of the month where spiritual directors are just like, "F it, I'm just yeah. gonna like t- t- be as honest as possible." This is what you need to do. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but that's not, that would <laughs> yeah. be, that might be what people are wanting. Yes. That's not necessarily what people are needing. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And actually, in long term, uh, it's really empowering to be able to find that we have a wisdom within us mm. from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. about what to do in our lives. So yeah. it's like that teach a person to fish versus right. fishing a for them. person to listen to the Spirit. Yeah. Right. And act. It needs space and time, though. That's something we're short on as people yeah. right now. You know, so that hour a month, it, it seems like a lot to like pay to go talk to someone about your relationship with God. At the end of the day, 60 minutes a month sometimes mm-hmm. is the most that you actually 
pause and open yeah. and and um, admit and talk about what's really going on. So spiritual direction is is about moving from just talking about God or thinking about God or all those one days. One day I'll have a meditation practice. One day I'll do this or that. It's it's really a space to experience God mm. and to reflect on our experience of God in everyday life. So maybe if you're someone who has an idea of engaging the spiritual disciplines, for example, like I wanted to be better at listening to hearing, recognizing hearing and listening to God's voice in my life. Yeah. But maybe for whatever reason, the bar of beginning that practice or even knowing how to start. But if you set aside time in your calendar and you put a little bit of money aside, you're putting resources there, then you're at least guaranteeing one hour a month yes. or whatever the rhythm is. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to learn from someone else how to begin to do some of these practices. Yeah. 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 It's kind of baseline. If if there's nothing mm-hmm. else, there's that. But the nature of it mm-hmm. is that, you know, you 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 think about what came up in that spiritual direction session yeah. for the rest of the month. Yeah. I love doing spiritual direction in person because the drive to or the walk to direction appointment mm-hmm. and the walk or drive or bike home from that appointment, right. that like integrating time and that reflection time is just so valuable. So that's even better than Zoom where you can like be doing something and then a minute later you can log on. And then the minute after you right. log off, yeah. you like move on to your email. Mm-hmm. So just setting aside that time, it's kind of like an hour and a half in mm-hmm. Victoria mm-hmm. to have an hour long session, 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back. Yeah. That does a lot for the rest of the week, which can change the month mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. terms of your awareness of God in mm-hmm. in your True, real, yeah. everyday life. Yeah. So that's why people might want to go. Yeah. Is to reflect on their experience of God in everyday life. Okay. So you've you've recapped where we yep. were. Um, now I think you wanted to talk about a couple of things, including how do you find, how do you go about beginning to find a spiritual director? Yeah, I have a sense that people are curious about spiritual direction, but don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. So. That if if you're listening and you're interested or you have a friend who meets with a spiritual director and you're like, hmm, you know, I didn't used to feel a desire for that, but for some reason I'm kind of drawn to it, mm-hmm. but I don't know where to start. Here are some good places to start. One would be to pray about it, not just because that's the Christian answer, but to actually just name out loud or in writing while you're driving or right now when you're thinking about it, like, God, I do want something more and I don't know where to start. I'm opening myself up to you to help me find a way to meet with one. Or, you know, I I just, I want to meet with one and I want to meet with the right one for me. So I'm admitting that to you, that Mm -hmm. desire. Mm -hmm. So that's a great place to start. Even doing that is kind of doing something. And then asking someone who might know spiritual directors would be the next place. So a friend that meets with one, a pastor, every pastor has a sense 
of people who are either like spiritual directors or would I know at least one spiritual director. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. And then that spiritual director that you know can help find them, refer them to someone who might be a good fit. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's the best way is just like talk to someone, you know, who meets with one or knows one Mm -hmm. and then know that contacting that spiritual director doesn't mean you have to meet with them. There's always a consultation, like a phone call or a Zoom or a coffee meeting Mm -hmm. where you get to know each other and the spiritual director will be happy to connect you with someone who might be a better fit, whether that's a different gender, a different faith tradition Mm -hmm. or denomination, Mm -hmm. Um, someone who maybe you two know each other a bit and so it would be better for the person to meet with someone kind of outside your circle so they can help refer you to that. Mm -hmm. But there's also these networks. So there's like the directors of color network. There's the transforming center in Chicago has a great referral list. So on my website, but I can post them to bear with me. There are links to some of these networks, you know, you can you can have like an evangelical network of spiritual directors. Mm. And then if you're especially if you're willing to meet over Zoom, yeah. you can definitely do your research and see right. who seems yeah. like they might be a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's another way to go. Okay. So you got some links in our yeah. in our definitely um, comment section or note section on the podcast to get people started mm-hmm. or or to ask around word of mouth with a pastor or someone you trust or a friend. Yeah. Great. Okay. Great. And then a few of the logistics. So yeah, you'll definitely want like a meeting with the potential director, whether that's over the phone, Zoom, or in person. And one thing to look for is to see if they did any training in spiritual direction. If they if they carry that title, they probably did. Mm-hmm. But um I think that's important. And part of it is that that means that they abide by a code of ethics mm. and probably that they're in a regular form of supervision, mm-hmm. which means there's another pair of eyes on their ministry of spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the professional attributes that yeah. I that I find important. So that, Seems wise, yeah. Yeah, those are some a few things to consider. And not like someone just opening up once a month and telling people what to, to do. do. Like For example, yeah, yeah. yeah, like what you want to do. Avoid that. Yeah, unless I don't know. I'd be curious to do that with you. <laughs> I think it All could right, help. We'll try it. We'll try it. We'll see what comes of it. We should do an ask me anything, or not. <laughs> okay, so but some of the like nuts and bolts. The typical rhythm of spiritual direction is once a month for an hour. There's typically a covenant to sign. A lot of directors call them covenants rather than contracts, but mm-hmm. it's a description of what spiritual direction is about, and it names some of the the typical boundaries mm-hmm. of spiritual direction, the fee, the expectations in terms of communication. If you have a therapist, yeah. um, and then names the mandated reporting. Mm-hmm as a lay minister, which spiritual directors are. So that's one thing to pay attention to in spiritual direction is that there is a lot of overlap with therapy or counseling, but most spiritual directors aren't trained in that. So they'll want to know if you do meet with one Mm -hmm. and if you don't meet with one and if it, it seems like there, you might be benefited from meeting with one. That's something that they might ask about or bring up. Mm-hmm. In addition, but it's not a replacement for counseling. Mm-hmm. That all makes sense, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. 
A typical fee. So some spiritual directors don't charge, which is really beautiful because it's understood as a charism of the spirit, like being someone who can accompany you to become your true self in God and respond with Mm. creative, courageous integrity Mm -hmm. to God's call on your life. So people are like, I'm not charging money for that. Mm -hmm. And so you definitely can find people who don't. Most, I would say, have a sliding scale. So between 40 and 80, I would think is a typical amount Per session? Yeah, per session. Per so once a month. Yeah, and that, that would be per hour. Um, and then some just have a standalone fee, but you can always ask about whether there's a sliding scale and leave it up to them mm-hmm. to decide that. Regular, what does a typical session entail? I might have said this in the other one, but it looks from the outside, if someone was watching, it would look like a conversation between two people mm-hmm. for sure, except there is more space for silence. So there, yeah. you know, the directees sometimes will have their eyes closed and, and kind of be going inside to check in with God and themselves about whatever it is they're talking about. So there's all these invitations to pause yeah. in the session. Yeah. Like a learning to listen yeah. space to do practice that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it looks like a normal conversation except for that contemplative part. And then the other main part is the evocative questions. So instead of like, should I go back to school or should I stick with my job? Instead of kind of answering that or problem solving that, the director would ask questions that help you explore more Hmm. where God is leading you in that area. Yeah. seems like a dimension of it is just like a little bit of, in in the best way, like a little bit of hand-holding as you pay attention to your own questions, thoughts, feelings about things. Because I think a lot of us lack confidence to think that they mean anything. Yeah, definitely. It's <laughs> just the chaos of feelings inside and contradictory desires and stuff, but having someone come alongside and give credence, like, no, no, pay attention to that. Like, what's that saying about what you want or what you need or what maybe what God's speaking to you or clarifying things? Can I think uh, maybe in the early stages of, of our spiritual development be really helpful? It's some, it's totally that. Handholding is kind of a nice idea. You don't actually hold hands. That would be super weird. No. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably in the world of spiritual direction, I bet somebody somewhere You're right. Does. Like on a bench maybe, yeah. but otherwise. But probably not typical. Yeah, no. What you're saying. It's not. Don't expect that. No. Sometimes I say a lot in a spiritual direction session as a director. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I say very little mm-hmm. because just a person having space to hear themselves you know, like I, I, I generally leave a, a good pause after someone says something, mm-hmm. just to see if there's more. And often they'll keep talking. They'll, yeah. yeah, and they'll keep going. You know, mm-hmm. but sometimes I do interrupt. Um, let's say they're like keep going in so many directions, and it's like, yeah. well, we're gonna yeah. cover a lot of ground, but not necessarily go deeper into this thing that seemed like it was pretty important. Mm-hmm. Like you, it sounded like you got a little bit choked up yeah. when you named that. Could we go back to that? Right. So that's the directing part is mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try to discern what, what seems important to you and what, yeah. where so, we should yeah, go. It's like, 
learning to take ourselves more seriously. I love that. Part of, seems like a big part yeah. of the kind of getting started with this. Yeah. Mm. So the last thing would be, what do you talk about? What do you bring? What do you talk about? So you talk about anything that's going on in your life. I mean, you can be a little bit more direct about it and, you know, keep a journal or a notepad the week before spiritual direction, the couple days before mm-hmm. your first spiritual direction mm-hmm. appointment, and just take notes of some of the honest things yeah. you find yourself thinking about, wondering about, and feeling. You could jot down dreams that you have as you have them, you know, like, wow, that was a weird dream. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um and anything about your awareness of God in everyday life or your the sense of distance or absence of God or confusion about how this actually, a relationship with God actually plays out in daily life, yeah. then you could just open your notebook if you want to that way and just say, okay, here's like 10 things that happened this week. And then you could read them all. And then we could say, hmm, I wonder which one. We should start with a spiritual director. A good spiritual director would assume that God is always present, mm-hmm. and so there's no data piece that's particularly necessarily irrelevant. Totally, and I think that's when when we're um, individual and trying to make sense of our life. That's a that's a harder assumption to have often. Yeah, but to have someone come along and say, no, "Don't ignore that," mm-hmm. or let's. You know, you've got the whole, we were talking about in the Beatitudes series that we're going through right now, how the whole realm of emotions, not just the happy, positive emotions, Mm -hmm. but you read through the Psalms, all the realm of emotions, including sadness and anger and confusion and disconsolation, those are all data points or relevant to understanding God's work in our life. Mm. And that's, I think, part of the learning that can happen, right? In terms of, okay, this negative thing that I want to associate with having nothing to do with my relationship with God might actually be telling me something important about who God is and and God's presence in my life. Andy, I love that. Data point is such a helpful idea. Anything can be a data point. It Mm. feels a bit like a spoke of a wheel, like if God's at the center yeah. of that wheel, any yeah. of those spokes and you could start somebody with. Somebody who's just at a little bit of a critical distance from you, just mm-hmm. to kind of be able to helpfully pull some of those things out or draw attention to them, where when you kind of, we kind of get stuck in our own thoughts or in our own patterns and don't don't ascribe as much attention to it, that can be really helpful. Totally. And as you said that, I thought if spiritual direction feels a bit intimidating or too far away, you can do this with a friend. You know, you, I remember having an assignment probably in spiritual formation where I had to find someone where we did 20 minutes each. So, um, I talked for 20 minutes and they can't say anything to me except for listen timer goes off, they talk for 20 minutes. I can't say anything to them or listen. Within 45 minutes, both of you have shared, but you can't you, you can't respond, encourage, say like, oh, it's not a big deal, or I would have done the same thing, or yeah. wow, you really need to do something about that. Yeah. So that 
that's basically it too. If you just wanted to go that route. Yeah. No, I I think that's important to say, because I think my, my suspicion is along with professional counseling Mm -hmm. and, and uh, spiritual direction too, like the two different disciplines, but some overlap there. Mm -hmm. Um, is that these are things that were des- were friendships were designed for, mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways, our friendships are so I don't know impoverished in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Like we have not become we've failed at becoming good listeners to one another. That mm-hmm. these have had to become professionalized in a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, um, and so yeah, I think the vision of God's kingdom is really. This is what spiritual friendship is all about, is Mm -hmm. listening well, drawing attention to what God might be speaking in one another's lives. Mm -hmm. And so, I think we're just talking about formalizing that a bit in a a context where that that can be harder to come by sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about taking ourselves seriously. It it could be that you go to spiritual direction for a season Mm -hmm. and you just kind of learn to take yourself seriously and God in your life seriously. And then you have kind of confidence to yeah. uh, do that in a DNA type group or mm-hmm. small group or with a group of friends or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I had for the logistics of spiritual direction. Do, do you have any more questions? No, that's good. So really? what's next? For us? Oh, is it for on bear with spiritual me? direction? Oh. That's it? That's it. You got it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think those are the basics. That yeah. includes part two. Wow, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we? we did. Okay. So, okay, then mm-hmm. what's next for Bear With Me? Right. That's, that's what we're what, talking about. That's what I was thinking. So, Vanessa's been flirting with another podcast. It's true. <laughs> and I just found out about it yep. the other day. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we're having a... To find the relationship podcast mm-hmm. right here, right now, in yeah. real time. Yeah, we are. What are we doing next? Yeah. Is this the end? No, can we just take a break? Okay, we're just going to take a break. Okay. And we're going to reevaluate. We're going to take a couple months yeah. off uh, while you kind of help with this other podcast. Yeah. And then we're going to come back and chat and see if uh, we can continue on. So, we're giving you a warning. Don't wait by your podcast platform for a couple of months, but come back and check. Yes. And we'll communicate something. Yes, we will. Even if it's like a short two-minute, hey, just kidding, we're going to take another couple months. <laughs> yeah. But we'll let you know. We will. One of us will. and uh, Or maybe we'll be back and have a whole new mm-hmm. round of things. But if you're, um, as always, if you've got some ideas for you like to hear Vanessa yeah. and Andy debate like we do or argue mm-hmm. over some topic, just uh, send, us a, send us a note at bearwithme at tablechurch.ca. Or if you think we should just stop. Yeah, (laughs) if you've had enough and you feel like, let's end on a high note. Yeah. If this is one, then just let us know. Just Mm -hmm. finish, quit while you're ahead. straight. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take the feedback. Yeah. Great. And I, you know, at some point I wanted to reflect on what we learned about doing this podcast in a way that hopefully would be helpful for other people to reflect on why do Mm -hmm. we do new things Mm -hmm. and what is it about having a conversation kind of in real time about what's really going on in us and in our lives, which is very spiritual directory, Mm -hmm. what that's been like for us because it has been really good. Yeah. So maybe that's coming. That's a good idea. 
Oh, and because I anticipate people are probably wondering, but the other podcast you're doing, can you share? Yes. It's called Three Association, uh-huh. and it's about spiritual direction. So it's three of us supervisors talking about different topics for about a half an hour each episode that are relevant for spiritual directors. So it's kind of a, to kind of resource existing spiritual directors within the network that you work with. Yeah. So it's kind of a targeted, focused podcast. Yeah. And... You're going to work on that because they're going to batch a bunch together over the next couple of months. So that's going to be your focus. And mm-hmm. then you might have a little bit of time after that. And we'll come back and, and reevaluate. Exactly. Great. Okay. I'm not too threatened by that. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> okay. But Andy, I yeah. wanted to know. Oh, right. But I have mine so you can think about it. I wanted to know something that you're excited about or where yeah. you're experiencing inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Excited or inspired. By- you go first. Okay. Okay. So you can think about it. Yeah. Okay, I already told you, but we're going to Disneyland right. this uh, weekend. Lucky. Disneyland. Yes. Because uh, what's the occasion? My birthday. Wow. Yeah, but January it's 31st. because I have a nine-year-old. You know, I wouldn't normally do this it for my birthday. It wouldn't just be you and Steven going. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But okay. that's what I'm actually excited about. I had a friend say... like the, the Did you ever watch Jim Gaffigan, the yeah. comedian? Yeah. I just remember his bit about... Some adults just go to Disneyland by themselves. I don't remember They're that. They're called weirdos. Okay. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's what I think about it. Like, I really think like, oh, I'm to something for Disneyland. Yeah. I'm just going for yeah. the kid. I could see myself going as an adult by myself. But... You can. <laughs> but I... I <laughs> but it would be. It would feel it's weird. weird. It's I'd weird. I probably should go with the kid. But I... So I have this group, um, group spiritual direction group. Yeah. And one of them, so I said, oh, can we move our group? Because I'm actually going to be in Disneyland. Sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. And so somebody wrote back and was like, wow, I can't wait to f- to hear how you find God at Disneyland. Or like how you look for God at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I love doing those guides. Mm-hmm. Now I want to do a guide <laughs> about how to find God at Disneyland. Okay, That's does, actually what I'm excited about. Does it involve about. Mickey Mouse? I probably. Okay. So I'm not going to do the guide before I go because I don't know. Right. But gotta, I'm going to okay. go assignment. on this on whole assignment. trip. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to be reflecting this on- This going to be a work expense. Yeah. And don't you think <laughs> there are people in the world who would like a reflection guide about mm. how to find God at Disneyland? So that's what's going to be happening in my head that has gotcha. made me so excited okay. for Disneyland. Is is God here? Mm-hmm. Is that even possible? They made yeah. $27.4 billion in revenue last year. So Disneyland I've, is. Yes. Just, just just the just not Disney World, Disneyland. Is. I don't know, but it, it does it parks? matter? I don't know. Because Someone I else said really that and I was like large numbers, Disney so made twenty seven point okay. four billion. Yeah. Should should any any group have mm-hmm. that much money? No. Mm. So I feel conflicted about that. Like yeah. do I want to be the ne- the next three hundred dollars yeah. that pours into something like that? Mm-hmm. So it's a very conflicted place. Right. I mean it's supposed to be like a marketing uh, a genius marketing situation in terms of how much it makes you spend and want to mm-hmm. buy while mm-hmm. you're there. I don't like any of that. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of James Smith's liturgies, I am very suspect about the Disney liturgy and what it's communicating and what it's getting, but I want to see if God's there. And I feel like God might be there. God was there for you and Emmett and your family. It was pretty special in yeah. a lot of ways. So see... Yeah. Okay. What's next. All right. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll have a debrief about this sometime in the future. Okay. On this very podcast. If God can be at Disneyland, maybe God can be anywhere. 
That's also one of my questions. Yeah, the psalmist would say, you know, if I ascend to the heights of the heavens or if I... The Sheol of Disney. Sheol, or if, I, if I'm in Disneyland, behold, you are there. Yeah. Is that included? Okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll be interested to see. Um, the thing I thought of is I really got into this uh, Contemplative Player by Thomas Merton. How cool. It's really short. It's like the last thing he wrote before he, before he died. But I'm only a few chapters in. But just really um, trying to... Uh, you know, just uh, immerse myself slowly in every chapter. It's just a lot in there. I think the even the opening line of um, of the first chapter, the climate in which monastic prayer flowers is that of the desert. Whoa. Where the comf- comfort of man is absent, where the secure routines of man's city offer no support, and where prayer must be sustained by God in the purity of faith. Wow. Okay, that's thick. That is like three sentences, maybe less. And that is thick. You're right. Yeah. It's three commas, one sentence. What? I love the flower that blooms in the desert. But it just, I mean, I think it reinforces what we were just talking about, about this, maybe it's our cultural, the cultural assumption I've grown up with is associating connection with God with positive feelings, mm-hmm. kind of this spiritual high and like... Mm-hmm. Not to take away from that, because I think that's one dimension of it, but it's just this narrow dimension. Mm -hmm. And that even that this person who's dedicated a a lot of his life to prayer is saying, no, the the right climate is the the one that where you're dislocated, where there's, you're disoriented, where there isn't the things you can rely on. And I think it made me reflect on the spiritual disciplines as, what if the spiritual disciplines aren't designed primarily to make you more spiritual, but to reveal your poverty. Mm. And that's why they're so hard. (laughs) (laughs) This is all going through the... That tracks, Andy. This is all going through the Beatitude stuff, because the first one is, blessed are the spiritually impoverished, because the Father is pleased to give the kingdom to such as these. Wow. And so, everything keeps going back to this... What is it? What are the experiences in life that actually rev- that have associated with these negative feelings? Like, wow, the spiritual poverty. Wow, I'm not what I thought I could be, or what I thought I was, or I'm more broken than I thought, or I'm more dislocated than I thought, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But these are the very things that reveal the need that birthed this prayer in us. Oh my gosh! Rescue me, save me, help me. The, the, the cry of the psalmist, right? Which is what Merton talks about a lot in his his book. Wow. Anyway, I don't, it's a weird thing to be excited about, but yeah. I think it just sort of opened up another dimension of spiritual life for me that's um, been illuminating. That's all. That's wow. all I got. Andy, I love that. You, we could do an episode on that. After Disneyland. Okay. After the Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, the, the two together. Wow. <laughs> God is in the desert and at Disney. Desert and Disney. Disneyland is close to the desert. True. Okay. 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 Vanessa, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Good wrap up of part two. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll check in in a couple months. Sounds great. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.